Blog Talk Radio. and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specific of sports. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener. And with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same word over sports radio. We like to think of ourselves as informative, educational radio. So why not sit back and for the next 30 seconds or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sportsbeat, and we're coming at you live, and I'm your host, John Spoiler. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Sunday program, the 26th day of February 2023. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sportsbeat Radio Talking Sports, and today we're going to be talking once again about uh, something that was... uh, fairly phenomenal in sports and of course that was Tom Dempsey's great 63 yard field goal way back in November of 1970 uh, Tom Dempsey kicked that ball against the uh, Detroit Lions in a game that uh, most people couldn't believe and of course you know he was never able to really live that down in a sense because of his Deformity. He was born with a club foot and partial uh, arm, and yet uh, I thought he was probably one of the foremost uh, human beings to admire for his courage and his audacity to be able to get where he was. And he played for several teams, and of course today we're going to be talking about Tom Dempsey. Uh, was it a great, was it a lucky kick? Uh, what was it? And so we're going to be talking uh, about that and looking at his career. And, you know, when you look at things, uh, we just saw a record broke uh, not long ago, uh, a few weeks ago, with LeBron James, uh, who is uh, now the scoring champion. That took, uh, oh, about 29 years to take from uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had one of the most prolific shots, that sky hook coming from the right side. You just couldn't stop it. And uh, we had Will Chamberlain. That's coming up now in, uh, let's see, I think Thursday will be March 2nd, 1962. The great Will Chamberlain, who I feel still is the greatest basketball player of all time, bar none. I mean, you can talk about uh, Michael Jordan and you can talk about LeBron and you can talk about Kobe and Larry Bird and all of them. And I think probably most of them would probably agree there was nobody that could stop Wilt Chamberlain not even the great Bill Russell and uh, if anybody could it would be Bill Russell so you know when he was uh, 
a tremendous record there as far as, uh, and he had many, many games where he had well over 50 points. And, of course, you know, it was a different game. It was a half-court game in those days, and you threw the ball to the center, and the center basically uh, was within a few feet of the basket and just muscled his way. Nobody could stop Wilt. But I think Will Chamberlain today would still be uh, a viable plus for any team, even though uh, the league has changed a lot since since he played. So, you know, there's Bob Beeman's great uh, long jump in the 68 Mexico City games. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Rocket Richard's uh, greatness on the ice for the Montreal Canadiens. But we're going to focus on Tom Dempsey, and our job as a sports radio educational show is to kind of bring you these things, bring them back to the forefront so that uh, some of the younger uh, fans today and listeners can uh, get a glimpse, really, of some of these heroes of the past. And uh, Tom Dempsey, unfortunately, passed away uh, in April of 2020. Uh, That was the COVID situation, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him. So he was... uh, professional football player was the place kicker for the Saints but he also played for the Eagles the Rams the Houston Oilers at the time who were of course now the Titans and the Buffalo Bills and unlike the soccer style approach which was becoming more and more widely used during his career Dempsey's kicking style was then the standard straight toe style you know the straight leg kick I believe the last kicker to do that was Mark Mosley who is in the Hall of Fame uh, along with the single bar Uh, face mask, which has also been outlawed uh, by the National Football League. So with the Saints in 1970, he made that 63-yard field goal. You heard the clip earlier from uh, courtesy of YouTube. And he set the NFL record, which extraordinarily lasted for 40 years. So the story with him, he was 6'2", a big guy, 255. And uh, he died at age 73 in New Orleans. Uh, there was some time afterward. Of course, players did not make uh, the kinds of money that they did now. And so uh, he worked as a uh, car salesman and some of the other things that he did. But he's born in Milwaukee, and he attended high school and college in Southern California. He attended high school at uh, San Diego High School and played college football at Palomar College, and he was born with no toes on his right foot and no fingers on his right hand. So he wore a custom flat front kicking shoe that had no toe box. So as we said, he's known for the 63-yard uh, field goals. Time expired uh, to give the Saints that 19-17 win over the Detroit Lions. The date was November 8th. 1970 at Tulane Stadium, that was the stadium where Super Bowl IV was played between Minnesota and the Kansas City Chiefs in New Orleans. So prior to 74, the goalposts in the NFL were on the goal lines instead of the end zones. So with time running out in the game, the Saints attempted a field goal with holder Joe Scarpatti spotting at the Saints' own 37-yard line. The snap from Jackie Burkett was good. And Dempsey made the field goal as the ball just fell beyond the bar. And the win was one of the only two for the Saints in that dismal season. Of course, the Saints' uh, opening kickoff in their first game uh, was a a, uh, touchdown. And it was all downhill after that, unfortunately, for the Saints. And, of course, you know, in the last few years uh, with Drew Brees and some of the – Sean Payton and some of the other uh, ingredients in that franchise, they've been able to – ascertain some greatness but in the early days it was nothing uh but really failure and tom dempsey's kick kind of changed everything so 
with the kick, Dempsey broke Bert uh, Richard's NFL record for longest field goal by seven yards, and his record was tied three times, if you want to know. It was 1998, Jason Elam of the Broncos. Sebastian Janikowski, who always wanted to get that longest field goal. Uh, he was a big guy for the Raiders, if you remember. He did it in 2011. And David Akers in 2012. And then it was broken on December 8, 2013, by Matt Prater. He hit a 64-yard field goal. On Sunday, uh, September 26, 2021, Justin Tucker, who we still know, and I believe uh, Matt Prater is still in the league of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. That is Tucker. He broke the record with a 66-yard field goal as time expired to beat, of all people, Deja Vu, the uh, Detroit Lions. So this walk-off kick eclipsed both Dempsey's and Graham Gano's 63-yarder in 2018 as the longest field goal to win a game on its final play. So, as we said, Dempsey was born without toes on his right foot and no fingers on his right hand. He wore a modified shoe with a flattened and enlarged toe surface. And the custom-made $200 equivalent today would be about $1,396 in 2021. The shoe generated controversy about whether such a shoe gave a player an unfair advantage. So when reporters would ask him if he thought it was unfair, he said, uh, unfair, how about you try kicking a 63-yard field goal to win it with two seconds left, and you're wearing a square shoe, and no toes. That's what he said. And additionally, when an analysis of his kick was carried out by ESPN Sports Science, it was found that his modified shoe had offered him no advantage. In fact, it was found that the smaller contact area could have increased, not reduced, the margin for error. So the league made two rule changes in the subsequent years to discourage further long field goal attempts. The first was in 74, which moved the goalposts from the goal line to back of the end zone, adding 10 yards to the kick distance and awarded the ball to the defense on a missed kick at the spot where the ball was snapped. So this was changed in 94 to the spot of the kick, and then in 77, the NFL added a rule informally known as what else? The Tom Dempsey rule that any shoe that is worn by a player with an artificial limb on his kicking leg must have a kicking surface that conforms to that of a normal kicking shoe. So since Dempsey was the only kicker to make a field goal from more than 60 yards prior to the relocation of goalposts, he remains the only player in NFL history to successfully kick a field goal from beyond his own team's 40-yard line. So in 1983, Dempsey was inducted into the American Football Association's Semi-Pro Hall of Fame. And after retiring from football, he resided with his wife, Carlene, and taught history at Kehoe, France, a private school in Louisiana, a suburb of uh, New Orleans, and his house was flooded during Hurricane Katrina in 2005. The hurricane flooded me out of a lot of memorabilia, but it can't flood out the memories. That's what he said. Uh, as he was quoted in the press. And they married Carlene. They had three kids, one named Ashley. And in January 2013, Dempsey revealed he had dementia. And a psychiatrist, Daniel Amen, made the initial diagnosis of damage to Dempsey's brain. During medical exams and scans, Amon found three holes in the brain along with other damage. And on March 30th, 2020, he tested positive, Dempsey, that is, for COVID-19 during the pandemic. He was one of 15 residents at a New Orleans senior residence to test positive for the virus. 
And unfortunately for the NFL and for all of us who uh, remember that kick, Dempsey died on April 4th of complications uh, from COVID-19. He was also very, uh, he was a big man, he was overweight, and uh, that didn't help. But uh, the interesting thing about him was the fact that, uh, you know, whenever you do something, there's always the critics there's always those that feel, well, you know, if you'd have done this and done that. And, and uh, you know, there was that controversy with the shoe. Now, the shoe, um, and you can go online and see it, it's basically a very square, uh, large area of squareness that uh, when ESPN, as I said earlier, did that uh, science show where they uh, analyzed different things in sport, they found that uh, the shoe actually did not enhance the kick, but actually uh, would have a negative effect because of the wide area. Uh, Dempsey was born basically with half of a foot on his right foot. And so that shoe uh, was kind of a boot with a very, very large front flat part uh, with, I believe, four cleats on the bottom. And so for him to kick that ball straight, uh, was a uh, Herculean feat, actually. It was not something that uh, could be done easily. And so most of the scientists who analyzed that kick felt that way, that uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't enhance, but actually, uh, you know, was more of a negative. And uh, now, of course, they have the rule where you have to wear, you know, uh, a regular uh, kicking shoe, and it's it's always amazing with the NFL and what they try to do to things. You know, I mean, uh, Tom Dempsey grew up uh, with a father who was kind of a no nonsense father. Uh, you know, he was going uh, wanted to go out for the team in high school, and his uh, Tom basically told his father, who was pretty demanding. Uh, he said, you know, how can I play? His father asked him if he was going to go out, and he said, how can I play? Look at me. And he says, I'm looking at you. He says, why can't you play? And he pointed to his foot, and he pointed to his part of an arm uh, with the deformity at birth, and his father said, you're not going to let that stop you, are you? Kind of reminded me of my father in a way. My, my uh, military submarine commander father was very much the same way. Uh, he felt that if you had a will, there was a way, and that's the way Tom Dempsey's father was. And uh, he would come to the practices when he could, the father, and watch his son as uh, he would play for uh, the high school team in California. And uh, basically, after he got drafted in the NFL, uh, the father uh, was condoned uh, by Tom Dempsey. And Tom said, you know, if it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't have uh, certainly not made the record, of course, of 63 yards, but also uh, probably not making it to the National Football League. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, uh, he didn't do it in Denver. Uh, Jason Elam kicked that ball in Denver where the air is a little different, sails a little more. But nonetheless, you know, you look at those straight leg kickers and what they were accomplished and what they were able to accomplish. You know, remember those of us who remember uh, – Lou Groza for the Cleveland Browns, who uh, most of those guys had a square toe, uh, right foot. Almost everybody was right-footed. Uh, they would uh, have like a little uh, 
opening at the bottom of the toe there, and the, and they would tie the toe up, so it almost arced uh, the toe of the shoe upward, so that they could get more lift. And then you had guys like George Blanda, who was kicking field goals in his 40s, the straight leg. Uh, the only real field goal kickers at the time uh, were the two Gogolak brothers. Uh, I believe uh, Charlie uh, and Pete Gogolak were Hungarian, if I'm not mistaken. And they were really one of the first to kick the soccer style. The soccer style is supposed to be much more accurate. Um, there's supposed to be better lift. And they're supposed to be better distance. And so the pioneers of the game, so to speak, uh, the uh, Lou Grozas and and the uh, George Blandas and Mark Mosley, who they said was, I believe, the last of the straight leg kickers, kind of faded now, and everybody kicks the soccer style. And you know, we've seen guys like um, Prater, who. Uh, Initially broke the record with 64. Uh, he's a small guy, you know, but it's all about uh, kicking. It's all about mentalness and about technique. It's not necessarily about strength because Prater is not very big. We look at Justin Tucker who had the 66-yard field goal, which is, you know, you sit out on a field and you stand um, 46 yards or let's say 56 yards uh, from the field end zone, the field goal. And it is a, you know, when you, when you think about how difficult that job is, I mean, most people, when they talk about playing a position on a football field, they always talk about, well, let's, let's be a place kicker, let's be a kicker. You know, that's an easy thing. And I don't know that there's anything more difficult. Uh, Sports Illustrated said that the most difficult thing is a field goal kicker, the other is a hockey goalie, and the other is um, a baseball uh, batter. Especially today with the ball coming in at over 100 miles an hour, you have really the best part of one second to be able to uh, ascertain what kind of pitch it is. Unless, of course, you're the Houston Astros, where you have uh, buzzers in your jerseys and drums beating to tell you what kind of pitch it is. But nonetheless, uh, even if you think you know or you are known, it's still a very difficult thing to hit a baseball. You know, one time Derek Jeter, of uh, the great uh, Yankee, uh, had a day off, which baseball players, uh, once the season started, 162 games in a season, uh, is very rare that they have a day off. And they asked him, you know, what are you going to do on your day off? And he said, I'm going to go into batting cages. And they asked him why. You know, why would you do that on your day off? And he said, I'm going to practice my hitting. And they said, well, you're already a, a, a great hitter. Why would you practice it? He said, because when I don't do it for a day or two, my timing is off by maybe a fraction of a second. And he says, I don't want any pitcher to have an advantage of me. And that's how finite hitting a baseball is. You know, if you've never tried to uh, play goalie, even in a practice thing with all of those pads on and trying to see a puck that's, uh, you know, hidden from you where defensemen are in front of you and everybody's moving and the puck traveling across the ice at very, very quick distances and slap shots. Most goaltenders have told me in interviews that they actually don't see the puck. They just basically put themselves in a position to stop it. 
and many of them see it at the last second or so before they actually make a stop or hit it off the waffle board or a stick save or even the uh, glove catch. But the art of field goal kicking is extraordinarily difficult because you're placing your left foot down parallel to the football, and that's your planning foot. It has to happen within two seconds or it's blocked because you talk about these uh, very, very quick linemen today, some of them 6'8", 6'9", 320 pounds, and they're faster than most of us. They can react very quickly. If the ball's not kicked within that two-second snap and then kick, uh, it's probably going to be blocked or it's probably going to be no good. But that planning foot, uh, as was uh, explained to me by uh, another great Hall of Famer, the great Jan Stenerud of the Chiefs, who played with uh, several teams. He played with Minnesota. He, I think he retired with uh, Green Bay in the league, I believe, 20 years. He was uh, uh, a Norwegian coming here uh, on a NCAA ski jumping scholarship at Montana State. And they uh, apparently saw him on the field kicking a soccer ball 80 yards. The basketball coach saw him at Montana State uh, for the Bobcats. And uh, the basketball coach told the football coach what he saw. And the football coach came down and asked Jan Stenerud, who really didn't know what football was, he said to him, can you kick this football that far? And Stenerud said, yeah, I think I can. And so he did. And here Stenerud was kicking 50, 60-yard field goals because he was, a, he was a natural soccer player. Soccer players have that advantage of that soccer style. And, of course, Jan Stenerud uh, in Super Bowl four was his first Super Bowl, came into the league, I believe, in 68, 67, somewhere in there, missed the first Super Bowl, uh, became one of the premier kickers of all time. And he explained to me in an interview that it's all about the left foot if you're a right-footed kicker. So the ball is is snapped, your left foot must be exactly parallel to the football. And if it turns a little bit to the right or the left, the ball will probably go in that direction once it's kicked. And so it's a, a very difficult thing to do. And, uh, you know, when we analyze the situation with Tom Dempsey and that uh, that November day in 1970 at Tulane Stadium against the uh, uh, Detroit Lions, who should have won the game, uh, it was a remarkable achievement. Uh, people don't give it as much credit today because of what we've seen with, uh, you know, some of the uh, kickers of today, of, of uh, Jason Elam and, and uh, Prater and uh, Turner and some of these other uh, kickers. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all in the technique. And uh, Justin Turner said it best with the Baltimore Ravens, who owns the 66-yard greatest, uh, longest field goal in the NFL. He said it's all technique. It's all about that motion, you know, planting that left foot. He, said, he was talking about Jan Stenerud uh, in our interview, telling everybody that, yes, it is exactly what Jan says, putting that foot down parallel to the ball, keeping it straight, getting that leg whipped out, and kicking that ball in an accurate manner getting the lift. You know, in the old days, I don't know if most of you remember, uh, the Minnesota Vikings were very good at blocking field goals because what they would do is their defensive backs would run and actually jump up on the back 
of some of the linebackers and so forth to try to get an advantage. And of course, the uh, NFL outlawed that. You can no longer do it. But I think when we look at you know Tom Dempsey's uh, greatness, his uh, ability to be able in the clutch with, I believe there was two seconds left in that game, to come out uh, a, a deformed human being and be able to do what he did, I think gives great hope to everyone who's disabled. You know, it reminds me uh, way back in World War II when uh, they were kind of mocking uh, Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt. And, uh, of course, we know that uh, from history that he was uh, a polio victim, had uh, all kinds of braces on his legs, and he, uh, he gets up and he snaps his legs into attention and starts to walk uh, toward his uh, criticizers showing them that uh, he had the, the calzones, so to speak, to be able to and have the fortitude to be able to uh, show people what he could do and what the United States could do uh, in uh, the war against Germany and also the uh, Japanese. And so that's kind of what Tom Dempsey did, you know, the fortitude of somebody that uh, has part of an arm and part of a foot and yet went out there and, and did the uh, incredible. And even though his record has been eclipsed over the years, even though, uh, you know, three or four kickers have kicked the ball uh, three or four yards longer, now there's people saying that, you know, had the, had the uh, goalpost been placed in the back of the end zone, uh, that uh, that wouldn't have happened. And it's probably true. Because it didn't make it by very much if you watch the tape, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tape on it. But the fact that he did it, the fact that he was able to, you know, be able to get out there in his form and uh, in the clutch moment, uh, be able to show the world, you know, what he could do, I think is a, is a marvelous uh, thing. You know, so when you look at it, uh, the Saints have that great fabric of having Tom Dempsey, uh, a guy who uh, certainly was able to show what he could do and, and uh, you know, and did it uh, his way. And so here is that tape again. Not only will uh, Tom Dempsey hit this one, he's got a very slight win at his back, he'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. show thanks so much for joining us on tom dempsey's miracle kick or was it i think he had everything to do with it that all the positives could show sports beat's been a presentation of mountain meadow productions and sports beat radio of course those of you who uh, are concerned the xfl starting now in its second week and the nba with uh, the Bucks beating the Phoenix Suns in a kind of a thrilling game. Neither team had their stars, KD or uh, Giannis. And now, of course, Dallas taking on the Lakers. 
And later tonight, uh, the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL will be playing as well if you wanted to check that out. Sportsbeat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sportsbeat Radio. And until next time, all of you have a great day and great sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you again.